fishing is really like a meditation for me. The Poudre River is a magical place. I think I have an idea of why it's magical. I'm certainly aware of some of the factors that give it its magic. But there's an aura about the river and the accompanying canyon that really transcends any verbal description, certainly any description that I'm capable of giving. This aura can be felt though. I've felt it, many others have felt it. I wanna give you a taste of this feeling that will motivate you to take yourself to the river. It's worth it. I always feel the need to escape. This is none of my business, but I bet you feel that way too sometimes. It's a common sentiment in today's world, and I think that feeling of restlessness is building in society, both on the individual level and as a population. For the longest time, I didn't know where I wanted to escape to. I still don't always know. I felt this constant urge to pick up and leave wherever I was, and I still feel this way sometimes. Not knowing what you want to do just in a general life sense, can be one of the worst feelings. It can cause people to make bad decisions and find themselves in dark places. Times in my life, and there have been plenty, where I feel directionless, are really the times when I feel I need to escape escape whatever it is that's holding me back. For the longest time, most of my life in fact, I didn't know what I was looking for. I moved here to Colorado for school, I heard the mountains calling my name, but I didn't find anything there and I returned home to Santa Cruz. I kept on convincing myself that different places would bring me happiness, direction, and motivation. Or even just one of the three, I wasn't being greedy. I ventured to the redwood forests of Humboldt County doing some conservation work to find my purpose. It definitely wasn't there. However, I did meet a man named Nick Acosta. Nick took me fishing for the first time since I was a little kid. Before I even cast my line once, I knew I had found something I like. Nick showed me the right lures and bait, taught me how to cast, and we hit the jetty on Humboldt Bay. We fished for about 10 hours that day and neither of us caught a thing, not even a bite. I didn't see a single person on the jetty land of fish and it was packed, but I still went back out the next day. There was something about that interaction with nature and taking it a step further that the participation in nature. I was pretending to be fish food, hoping a fish would think I was fish food so I could observe that fish, observe this wildlife at a level that most people don't get to. I wasn't fishing to keep a fish, I didn't want to eat fish. I didn't even know why I was fishing. But that interaction was special, and I knew I loved it. I also knew the state of Colorado, where I was technically still a college student, 
had some gorgeous rivers, some of the best in the country. A relative in Denver told me he'd teach me to fly fish if I came back to Fort Collins. I enrolled in some classes, packed my bags, drove the 1,200 miles. A few weeks later, my dad's cousin John took me to a spot on the pooter. We had about a mile of river just to ourselves. We fished the entire day, and I caught my first rainbow trout, and I was hooked on the sport. I went to the river alone the next day and fished again for countless hours. It was then that I realized the magic of the Poudre River. It runs right through town, and you couldn't imagine the extent of its beauty in the canyon from the stretch in town. There are beautiful rivers everywhere. There are beautiful trout and so many other fish all around the world. In the North Fork of the Pooter, which most northern Colorado anglers would be familiar with, the fish aren't trophies. You aren't landing giant trout. No records are being broken. There are certainly more beautiful rivers, more beautiful canyons with bigger fish. These canyons, however, rarely exist so close to a university with 30,000 students. The canyons that may be more beautiful and the fish that may be bigger are not a 30-minute drive from the dorms at Colorado State University. I met a man named Daniel Hernandez on the river one day. You've heard his voice a couple times. I was photographing the golden hour, and he had been fishing there since the morning. Daniel is a, an eccentric man who is kind enough to speak with me about the river. Catch and release only, but there's a lot of fish. As I mentioned before, you won't be finding any trophy fish on the pooter. There are certainly stretches of, for example, the North Platte up in Wyoming that the pooter's North Fork can't even hold a candle to in terms of the fishing itself. But according to Hernandez, the pooter's fish population is nothing to sneeze at. There's also a lot of good fish. My first rainbow this morning was an 18-incher. Also, have fun getting to the North Platte. Nobody's showing up to the North Platte in the morning with a latte that's still hot. When I get to the pooter, my latte is steaming, and I can pair it with a joint while I scout the water. When they're foaming my milk, I can already see the fish. The magic of the Poudre River also reaches so far beyond fishing. My roommate, a member of the climbing team at CSU, says that the river is the most peaceful place that he practices climbing. Sometimes their team goes up there just to get some relaxed practice in and gain some perspective.
It's also a great spot for a date. There are few cities where you can take someone on a picnic date to a place as beautiful as the Poudre Canyon and buy them a drink at a bar within the hour. Having this escape is so close to town is a really special thing. I'll end my sermon on the Poudre River with this story. If this story doesn't make you crave the Poudre River like Jose Canseco craves steroids, then maybe I am wrong about this place. Maybe it is just any old river. At about three o'clock on a late summer Monday afternoon, I get out of class after a long day. One of those days where you just feel purposeless, directionless, pointless. When I get home, I fall face first into the couch, hoping that it can just protect me from the stress of the world. The only way I force myself to move is having the idea to hit the river. I throw my gear in the truck, pit stop at Dutch, and I'm rolling up to the canyon. When I arrive, I haven't even hit the halfway point of Dave Matthews' bands, The Best of What's Around, Volume 1. I tie on an elk hair caddis and trudge down to the river. I say trudge because I'm still having a bad day. An awful one at that. I feel about as blue as blue gets. I fish for maybe an hour with no luck, and right as I'm about to switch up my fly, a brown trout rises and snags the caddis off the surface. I lock in. My bad day is on pause. I work my brownie into calmer water. He's maybe only seven or eight inches, so it isn't too much of a fight. As I hold him in my net, preparing to let him go, I take a look around to soak in the moment. A pair of bighorn sheep catch my eye on a ridge a few miles away. Some of the most majestic animals in the world are looking right at me. In my mind, they're just making sure that I release my fish properly back into its home. I stay as still as I can and I stare into their souls. I couldn't look away. When they eventually turned and disappeared, the fish had lurched its way out of my loose grip and back into its beautiful home in the river. My problems weren't solved, but my mind was content for the day. My trip to the river had restored my emotional peace. I know, and again, it's none of my business, but I know that there are people in the world who need this escape just like I do. The numerous mental health posters on campus have made it incredibly clear that I'm not alone. If I'm not alone in my problems, I refuse to keep the remedies to myself. Try a little taste of the river. I think you'll find something you like.